0: Hey gang, before we get to the show, I'd like you to know that the fine folks at Judd's Hill have a sensational springtime sipper in our Pinot Noirs, and it's on special just for Judd's Napa Valley Show listeners. So if you would like some of our Pinot Noir, it could be either one, our estate Pinot Noir from the vineyard right around the winery, or our Central Coast Pinot Noir, either one's going to be fantastic and versatile with your springtime and summertime eating, Uh, go on juddshill.com And when it's time to check out, type in this code, J-N-V-S. That stands for Judd's Napa Valley Show. So J-N-V-S, and then the name Holly, H-O-L-L-Y. Do that all as one word, J-N-V-S, Holly. Get 10% off your order of our 2009 Pinot Noirs, and that's going to be good through the end of May 2013. Now, if you're a Judd's Hill Wine Club member, of course your deal's going to be better. If you're not... You really should be. We always have lots of good wine and good times. So give us a call or go online, join the wine club, and enjoy this show. Spring has certainly sprung here in Napa Valley. The weather has warmed up. The sun has been shining. We're in bud break, which means the vines are coming back to life, signifying the beginning of yet another fabulous growing season for us. And all throughout the valley, new wines are coming to market. It's, it's, really, it's spring release time as some of the 2012, our last harvest, white wines are are coming out now. All throughout the valley, the mustard flowers are still delighting us with their golden and verdant splendor. And all throughout the valley with this new bloom, sinuses are in need of clearing. Uh, You locals know what I'm talking about here. But it is a beautiful time to be in Napa Valley. There's so much going on. It just couldn't be a more beautiful day here today. And uh, I, I hope that you'll step outside, or if you're listening from far away, that you'll come visit sometime soon and enjoy. What a beautiful spot we've got here. Now, because it's springtime, plenty of wineries and Organizations are having events coming up, and I thought I'd just tell you about a couple that are coming up at Judd's Hill. And by the way, this is Judd's Napa Valley Show, and I'm Judd Finkelstein of Jud's Hill, and I'd like to tell you what, what we're up to this springtime. Coming up um, in about a month, on April 26th, that's a Friday evening, we are having a live taping of our web series called Wine Booty. This is our wine and food-themed Pirate Talk Show. Uh, you can check it out at WineBooty.com. W-I-N-E-B-O-O-T-Y.com. It's a lot of fun. It's a quirky look at the world of food and wine. And we will be having a live taping at our winery, Jud's Hill, right on Silverado Trail, about a mile north of Trancas. That's Friday, April 26th. It's all going to benefit the Arts Council Napa Valley as part of their Arts in April program. We're going to have a blast. There's going to be popcorn. There's going to be Pink's Hot Dogs from Los Angeles being flown up just for the event. Yeah, we're first class. We, we don't pull any punches. So I hope you can join us. That's going to start about 5.30 p.m. and go till about 8. If you would like tickets and would like to support the Arts Council Napa Valley, go to Judshill.com and click on our events page to come so you can find all the information there. Coming up on Cinco de Mayo at Judd's Hill is our 7th Annual Springtime Bonanza. Now, this is also a ton of fun. It's outside on our crush pad. We've got championship barbecue for you, and we will have the Napa Youth Symphony providing the music, and the whole day will support the Napa Youth Symphony. So again, if you would like to come to that, that's May 5th from noon to 2.30 p.m. at Judd's Hill. Go to juddshill.com and click on our events page and you'll see what's happening. And of course, we're happy to see you anytime. It doesn't necessarily need to be a special event for you to drop by the winery. We are participants in the Napa Valley Vintners Association's Napa Neighbors Program. That means anybody living in Napa County can come by and uh, have a tasting on us. We won't charge you. But let us know that you're coming first so we can properly prepare to host you. Our phone number is 707-707. And we look forward to seeing you Really soon in the tasting room We'll show you a good time, that's my guarantee Now let's get to the
1: show, shall we? Get ready for another heapful Of fascinating things to know From witty and intriguing people On Judd's Napa Valley Show No stale script and no rehearsing. Live from a Napa studio. You may be that intriguing person. On Judd's Napa Valley Show. On Judd's Napa Valley Show. Judd's Napa. Judd's Napa Valley. Judd's Napa Valley Show.
0: So today's show is a bit unusual in the sense that, uh, well, due to some scheduling uh, conflicts and who knows what, I'm actually not in the studio today. I'm doing the show from my own home. But uh, nonetheless, I still need an exciting, intriguing celebrity to talk to. So yesterday I called up my producer, Mr. Gil Lamar, and I said, Gil, who do you got for me? Who's coming over to the house for me to talk to? And Gil said, Judd, wait wait a minute. I thought it was spring break. I thought we weren't doing the show this week. You said you weren't going to be in the studio. Well, I explained, yeah, I'm not in the studio, but I still need to do the show. We're going to do it from my house. He said, well, Judd, I got nothing. I got nobody for you. (laughs) Use your Rolodex. So uh, I used the Rolodex, and I found somebody just amazing. Going to blow your socks off. Introducing directly from my own house, my wife, Holly. Hi, Holly.
2: Hi. How are you?
0: (laughs) Great. Thanks so much for joining. Thanks so
2: much for having me.
0: Well, it's wonderful to have you. I, I rarely get to see you. This is a great treat.
2: I'm thrilled to be here. <laughs> Thank you.
0: Well, you are here not only because you're my wife, but you are involved in the wine business here in Napa Valley in a big way. You are basically running the show over at Jud's Hill. You're the one with the MBA in the family, so you get to run the business. So I thought you might have some perspective to talk about, so let's... Let's talk to you about life in Napa Valley, having some fun, what you like to do. But before we do that, a little bit about your background. You know, when I met you um, many years ago, it's been 15 years, I think we just realized this month, since we met up, uh, we were both in Los Angeles. I was working down there in the film industry, utilizing my degree from the Walter Cronkite School of Journalism and Telecommunication with my BA in Television Production, and you were working you were working for Steven Spielberg
2: That's correct sort of indirectly I was working for his philanthropic foundation which is based in Los Angeles
0: and what was going on I mean I when I first met you I didn't really understand what it was you did I just I think I was just so starstruck that somebody I knew was working for Steven Spielberg you were you your resp- let me see if I get this right. Your responsibility was giving away his money?
2: Yes. Um, Steven Spielberg had started a philanthropic foundation from his proceeds from the film Schindler's List. And he put... Um, what would have been his salary and I think a substantial amount of the proceeds from the film into this philanthropic fund called the Righteous Persons Foundation. And I was part of the team who decided where the funds from that philanthropic foundation would be going. So we granted those monies out to nonprofits.
0: What a wonderful position to be in using what seemed like probably unlimited funds in order to help the community. So what type of organizations were these? Were these artistic organizations? Were these philanthropic organizations? All of the above?
2: Yeah. Um, the goal of the fund was to support Jewish life in the United States. And so under that, um, it supported programs for kids, obviously being Steven Spielberg, art, Um was a big focus of the fund and a variety of other fantastic programs that involved creativity as well in in the United States based solely in the u s
0: Sorry to interrupt you right here um, we've i don't know if the mics can pick this up but there's some screaming kids uh, in the other room we've we've got some uh, relations visiting us right now, and uh, Merle Merle, get your kids. <laughs> Merle, no, we love him, but we're, we're doing our show. Yeah, we'll be done soon. Then we'll go out and get some fish nibs, okay? Thank you. Sorry about that. Hopefully that won't interrupt us again. So your philanthropy, um, you started off there uh, with Steven Spielberg's foundation, but today we'll jump forward to your role right now and for the past several years in Napa Valley. You have been involved in several philanthropic organizations serving on boards um, raising money. Tell us a little about who, a little bit about who you're working with besides Jud's Hill, but what you're doing just to support the community as well.
2: Sure. Well, when I moved up to Napa almost eight years ago now, I had made the change from working professionally in the nonprofit world in Los Angeles. When I moved up here, I joined the family business and working for Jud's Hill Winery which is fantastic, but I still wanted to be connected to the work that I had been doing before, which is my work in philanthropy. So I decided to get involved in the community and the ways that I did that. The main way actually was getting involved with the Napa Valley Vintners Association, which is our trade association, for those of you who don't know, here in Napa Valley um, for vintners. And the vintners do lots of different things in this valley, but uh, something that I think is one of the most significant is that they have their annual wine auction every year, and through the auction, millions of dollars are raised for this community, our Napa Valley community, and the money stays in the Napa Valley community and really benefits us all. So I became a part of... An important committee through the Vintners, which helps decide where the grant funds go, and I've been on that committee for six years now.
0: So you are one of the folks who makes the decisions where all those millions of dollars gets
2: put. Well, it. I'm I'm a part again of a of a group who does that. Um, the we have a committee who it's it's. An important committee, as I said, and well, sure. um, so it's not just one person who makes the decisions, but there is a committee there's the board of directors of the Napa Valley vintners association
0: and so what type of what type of projects does does the money go to? what type of organizations
2: so the focus um, of the f- funds is on children and health, and within that there are many Nonprofits in the Napa Valley who are working on the areas of making our community healthier, making sure that our kids stay healthy and stay in school, um, mental health programs. So lots of wonderful programs that benefit many different demographics of our community.
0: Well, that's fantastic. I've I've heard folks say that this is if you're going to get sick in Napa Valley it's a good place to get sick because the services are really great at our local hospitals because of money that has come through auctions and not just the hospitals now it is spread through um, <clears throat> as you said children's health and you also work with the children's health initiative Napa County correct
2: that's correct i'm a volunteer as if i
0: don't know <laughs>
2: well I, I have
0: to play the dummy so we can have an interview
2: <laughs> um, that's that's fine i'm happy to Happy to play along. <laughs> I, I uh, It's true. I am on the board of the Children's Health Initiative of Napa County, which is a program that the Napa Valley Vintners, an initiative that the Vintners helped to start with a significant lead grant. Um,
0: and what does the Children's Health Initiative of Napa County do?
2: So what the Children's Health Initiative does, it ensures that every kid in Napa Valley has health insurance. So the studies show that if somebody has health insurance, that they'll go to the doctor when they're sick and they will ultimately be healthier. However, a significant amount of our population simply not Napa County thanks to the Children's Health Initiative, but in our country many low income individuals or those individuals who have a pre-existing condition unfortunately can't obtain health insurance and so it's absolutely phenomenal that in our community every child regardless of income level has the opportunity to get health insurance so it's it's really phenomenal and when children's health initiative started its goal was really to just find kids who needed health insurance and help get them insured and now many years later that it's just unbelievable how many thousands of children have been covered thanks to the work that the Children's Health Initiative is doing and the work doesn't end there the staff at the Children's Health Initiative have to keep kids re-enrolled um, every year they have to get kids signed up again in health insurance programs and the rules, as most of us know out in the news these days, the rules around health insurance and coverage is constantly changing and so it's it's a very big job and, and they do awesome work. So
0: Well, on behalf of the NAPA community at large, I thank you and the whole group over at Children's Health Initiative. Uh, Napa County for doing that important work. We should probably give them a plug. Uh, Their website, if you'd like to find out more about the organization, is NapaCHI.org. NapaCHI.org.
2: And one more plug is they're having their annual benefit on May 4th at Black Stallion Winery. Fantastic and fun event. Great food, great wine, fun people. Come out and support a great cause. You can find out more about the event At NapaCHI.org.
0: Oh, well, then I might as well give another plug (laughs) for a Judd's Hill event that's coming up in December. And that is our annual Hanukkah Hootenanny benefiting the Napa Children's Health Initiative. So lots of fun ways to support that great organization. Now, Holly, um, before moving up to Napa Valley, were you into wine and food? Was this part of your milieu is that a real word uh sure it is great was that something that you appreciated with your family or got into were you were you big wine drinkers
1: well
2: not so much wine but definitely food um my family loves cooking and eating and it's a big part of my family's culture to get together for big family events, and food is always really central to that.
0: Ain't that the truth? I've been to, well, now 15 years worth of feasts, and your your mother puts on quite a spread.
2: Yeah, so it's something just growing up around great food, um, homemade food primarily, not you know fancy restaurant food, but just really people coming together, my family's from Eastern Europe descent, so just grew up with a lot of family dishes and recipes from the old country, which (laughs) is, it's really, it's fun. Um, And yeah, so food was always just a really big part of our lives and not wine so much, not wine so much though.
0: I do remember noticing at some of the early gatherings and still to this day that um, until I started bringing in wine, You're right. There wasn't a lot of wine. But what there was, interestingly enough, at least to me, was grape juice. So there was often grape juice on the family table. And we just have now taken it the next step.
2: Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) And I must say that my family really does love the the, wine. wine now and have i'm very proud to say that judd has converted my entire family into becoming wine drinkers so thank you for that you're welcome i've I've corrupted a whole family (laughs) it's it's great no it's been a great influence and and wine has added so much to our family celebrations and it really just complements the food so perfectly food was always center To our family celebrations, and now wine is a part of that, and it's just fit in perfectly. Wonderful. Thank you for that.
0: You're welcome. I remember, uh, I think the first time that you came to visit Napa Valley, I brought you up to meet my folks, and we did take you out to a uh, fancy restaurant. You know, my family loves to cook as well, no doubt about it, but we also like to go out once in a while. So we decide you, Merle, Merle, come get your kid. (laughs) All right, thanks. So we, I remember I wanted to take you out to a nice place, um, you know, have a meal with the folks so you could all get to know each other. And we went down to uh, Terra in St. Helena. And I say down to St. Helena because we were living up on a hill above St. Helena at the time. And we had a fabulous dinner, of course. But I got the sense that it wasn't something that you had been accustomed to with the wine service, as, as it were, because... I think by the end of that meal, there were four of us, and there were close to 30 glasses on the table. Of course, we had ordered some wine. I think the folks at Terra, knowing that it was a special evening, uh, had sent out a little wine. I think we knew about three or four other vintners who happened to be dining at the moment, and they were sending over some of their wine for us to try. And I just remember the look of utter shock and I think a little delight as well oh, on yeah, your face. Oh yeah, lots of
2: delight, <laughs> lots of delight. Definitely, no, it's true. I'm not ashamed to say that. Yeah, that was definitely a, a new experience for me having 30 glasses of wine laid out in front of me at dinner time. Um, yeah, that that was a really memorable experience, one I'll never forget. Um, and, yeah, that was kind of my introduction to Napa Valley and some of the food and wine culture that exists here. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's been awesome. It's, it's really opened a whole new world to me because, as we know, wine is this whole other universe. So
0: It certainly is a universe unto itself with so many facets and subtleties and complexities that one can really never stop learning or appreciating wine and you know, that and food as well. So I'm I'm certainly glad that you've come around from grape juice on the table to to a little fine wine, um, which there's no shortage of here in Napa Valley. True. True enough. So where do you where you know where have you been lately? Where do you like to go to get your food and wine fix?
2: Well one of the places that you talked about earlier, one of my first really fine dining Experiences that just knock my socks off and I'll never forget is Terra Restaurant in St. Helena. It's hands down my very favorite spot. It's where our family celebrates all of its special occasions, birthdays, anniversaries, everything. And also, I just love I, I going there. I took my there.
0: junior prom date there. It's been... How many years has that been? That's it's been right. A long time, Judd
2: has a special booth. <laughs> <laughs> you you need a plaque on the booth there. Here
0: sat Judd on his prom. Right, right. Too bad he didn't have a date, but, <laughs> but here was Judd. No, uh, actually, that was one time in my life where I actually was able to find a date to go spend time with.
1: Aww.
2: <laughs> but what's awesome is that now that there is Bartera. We can go there all the time you You don't have to commit to going there and doing the full dining event, although well, that's really fun that. to do, but it's it's great. It's just an accessible way to experience their food and also just get an amazing drink at their bars. So that's a place where I love to frequent um obviously, that's in St. Helena. I really love going to Yountville too, and just hopping around from place to place. The really cool thing about Yountville is you can walk from restaurant to restaurant. So I'll often go there and start off at the bar at Red. There's a fantastic bartender. A buddy. Oh, Jason. Yeah, he's, he's just one of the best, I think, in this valley.
0: He's one fellow, Jason, over at Red that I feel... Confident, and by the way, I am a cocktail snob, so I wouldn't say that this about just anybody. He's one person who I would feel confident just saying, Make me something I'm in the mood for, you know, fill in the blank spirit, rum, gin, whatever it might be, and then just and that's it, just tell him that, and he'll make something, and you know it's going to be exquisite.
2: Yeah, it's it's fun, it's a great place to start off or have a meal there, of course. I had lunch there recently, and it was just fantastic, it was so good. So, yeah, Yonville's fun to go around in. Jaunty is always on my list because the food is just always so good. And on a cold winter's night, that... Onion soup is just warming and so yummy. I dream about that. So, that's another one of my favorite spots. Um, Bartisano, the, the bar at Bartisano is so fun and nice. Awesome bartenders there as well. So and not to
0: mention their, their toilets, if anybody oh, has ever yes, used the yes. toilets at Bartisano. In fact, you don't need to stay there. You really don't even need to eat there. I shouldn't be giving this away. But if you have a chance and you're visiting Yontville, just go in there to use the bathroom. You can walk right in. They're like robot They're toilets. Amazing.
2: They're beautiful. It's it's a beautiful spot. So gosh. And how
0: did we how did we devolve <laughs> into that? When visiting Napa Valley, be sure to use these toilets.
2: Well, we have little kids, so we know where all the goods are to stop. Yeah, it's, it's, it's important to know, but that's, that's a good place to stop.
0: That is a good place to stop. We're going to stop right here for a little <laughs> break. We're going to come back with Holly and learn a little bit more about her and maybe delve into her musical career Oh, as dear.
2: Well.
0: Oh. This is Judd's Napa Valley show. We're back from my house. Yes, as you heard at the beginning of the show, I was not able to make it to the studio today, so we're doing the show from my house, and I found the best guest that I possibly could here hanging around the house, and that's my wife, Holly. (laughs) Oh,
2: thank you. (laughs) Thank you.
0: She's been telling us a bit about her life in Napa Valley, her involvement in philanthropic efforts, and now I'd like to get really to the family business. You are running things at Judd's Hill. As I mentioned, you're the MBA in the family, so you get to really run the business. And perhaps... Running a winery and being in the wine biz wasn't your original goal. You probably didn't grow up, you know, being a little girl saying, "I'm dreaming of being in the wine business." But so, what has drawn you here, and what has kept you here in the family business? What is it you like about being at Judd's Hill?
2: Yeah, well, it it goes back about 15 years uh, when I met Jud, and that would be me. Yes, that would be you, and uh, it was a very happy day in my life. So for those of you who don't know the background, Judd's family has been in the wine business for about 35 years, going all the way back to the 70s, bought a ranch and started a winery. Uh, His mom and dad, Judd, was just a little boy and grew up here in Napa Valley and moved to Los Angeles, which is where we met. And
0: I did. I got my degree in TV production, grew up in Napa Valley, but I had to see what else the world had to offer, so... Um, moved to Los Angeles after college to work in the film industry, which didn't last too long. I don't think my skin was thick enough, and it gave me a whole new appreciation for the wine business. But I did get to meet Holly down there.
2: So we ended up staying down in L.A. and working on our respective careers for a few years and then moving up here and joining your folks in the family business, which was really fun and exciting and challenging and hard. Our business was going through quite a big transition where Judd's mom and dad wanted to sort of give the reins over to the next generation, that being Judd and I. So we took on that challenge and together worked with Judd's mom and dad to move the winery from st helena to napa we built a new winery on silverado trail which even though judd's hill had been around for 20 years at that point it really was like a startup business for judd and i at least we were putting our new stamp on things
0: which was which was exciting it was really hard work it was almost like starting a business from scratch um, and I can imagine with you and your MBA, that must have been, even though it was, it was very challenging, that must have been pretty exciting to be able to form a business.
2: Yeah, it really was. I think that we were really lucky in the sense that the business had been around and the name was out there. People knew about it. But businesses definitely go through life cycles. And this was a big one for Jud's Hill. And like Judd said, it took many years of hard work blood, sweat, and tears to to change the business. Judd and I definitely had some ideas about some new directions. And the really amazing thing is that Judd's mom and dad were so open to that. I I give them so much credit. I think that's a really difficult thing for first-generation business owners to be able to say, hey, this isn't the only way that something can be done and to actually let new blood come in and make changes and take things in a new direction. Well, I think that
0: was exciting for them too. It was literally a mom and pop business and they had been doing things a certain way, but I give my folks credit. They'd always been very progressive people open to ideas. And we came in and especially Holly with her, you know, business streamlining ideas. um, They took to it. They took to it.
2: Yeah, so it was it was really wonderful, and for those of you who do know Judd's parents, who definitely legendary in the Napa Valley <laughs> art, and Bunny Finkelstein, you know just what amazing and cool people they are, and to be able to work with them was just such an honor that, that it, it was just an amazing experience. Well, I
0: know they felt the same way. So... Fast forward to today, and what's going on that that you enjoy about working in the wine business?
2: Well, the thing about the wine business is it's so multidimensional. So Judd and I always joke that you own the business, but you're also the people taking out the trash and mopping the floors and... Doing wine dinners, so <laughs> we do. Uh, people ask me all the time, "Well, what do you do every day?" And I mean, yeah, ranges absolutely. I never know how to answer that
0: question. It's different every day, which I do love. Um, one thing I don't like is monotony. So every day is a little different, and it's true. I can be with folks in the tasting room. I can, you know, be out in the cellar doing punch downs or blending sessions, um, or I'm scrubbing toilets. Getting back to that theme, yeah, <laughs> but it's a, it's a small family business, so we really have to do a little bit of everything.
2: It's true. It it is true, and it's fu- for for people like Judge has said who who don't like the monotony of just focusing on one area. I think this business gives us the opportunity to do lots of different things. So obviously, at its core is agriculture and farming and grape growing, which is. Like I said, you know, if we didn't have good grapes, we wouldn't have good wine. So that's where that's it all begins. It's a huge part of the business. To the marketing side, which is also in our industry, there are lots of wineries in the United States and California and Napa Valley. So the marketing is such a large part of a winery these days. And, and
0: certainly, as you said, these days, there's. There's really no bad wine being made in Napa Valley. I've said this before. Um, Certainly different styles. So, so much depends on marketing. And there are so many brands, labels, wineries to choose from um, that marketing more than ever now is of the utmost for a brand to survive.
2: It's true. And and it really... I just think when people are really authentic and have a neat story to tell and tell it well it can really set them apart and luckily we have Judd who's our visionary at the winery oh, well, who's really good at marketing I don't know
0: that that's true I learned a lesson when we first got back you know full time into the family business and I had to figure out how do I let people know about marketing we never had marketing you know, ten years ago, it's just we made wine and people came and bought it, and there was only a few hundred cases a year, uh, up to about three thousand, uh, which is what we still make. And I didn't get it; I thought wine was supposed to be this lofty, you know, drink that you put up on a pedestal to almost worship and had to be taken seriously. And the best marketing advice I got um, wasn't even from a marketer; it was just someone else in the wine business, was just forget about trying to market it. Just do what you do.
2: Yeah, and be it's, yourself.
0: It's, it sounds so simple and that oh, okay, so I can, you know, I play ukulele in a Hawaiian band, so I can go to wine events with my ukulele and I like you know music of different sorts, so we can have, you know, work that into our wine events and it just it took off from there and that's how I certainly identified with being in the wine business and I think it attracted somewhat like-minded folks to Judd's Hill as well and help build a clientele.
2: Yeah, it's true. So there's the the marketing aspect. There's the retail side. Um, we do have a tasting room on Silverado Trail. So we have people coming in and purchasing our wine and it's really wonderful to have a place where people can come in and enjoy our wines and where we can meet them and have that personal interaction with them.
0: It's very satisfying. I take the winemaking very personally and to be able to see folks come in, you know, we didn't have a tasting room for the first 17, 18 years. We were just tucked up in uh, the hills east of St. Helena. But now that we do, I actually get to meet and sit down and get to know the folks who are enjoying the wine that we have, Worked so tirelessly to craft and produce.
2: So it so you've got the retail side of the business, and it's a really multi-dimensional, multifaceted business.
0: Well, and thank you for helping to develop that. I mentioned a moment ago that I play ukulele in an old-time Hawaiian band. We we are called the Maikai Gents, featuring the mysterious Miss Mauna Loa. Ooh. Yes, and we do. Uh, Who
2: is this, Miss Monaloa? My I, gosh,
0: I I'm not sure. It is a mystery. But at this point, I would like to play a track of our band featuring vocals by the mysterious Miss Monaloa. Ladies and gentlemen, the mysterious Miss Monaloa. The Mike High Gents featuring the mysterious Miss Monaloa, whose identity shall we reveal at this very moment for the first time ever?
2: Oh, why not? Why not? Here on Judd's Napa Valley Show, <laughs>
0: the identity of the mysterious Miss Monaloa is none other than—hold your horses! It's Holly. It Who is,
2: It is.
0: Holly is actually a trained hula dancer.
2: True, true. I have been dancing hula. Well, haven't danced hula in a few years, but yes, it's true. I am a trained hula dancer.
0: You have trained with Halaus here in Northern California, Southern California?
2: Yeah, I did dance briefly with a halal here in, in Northern California when I moved up here, but I studied with a teacher down in Los Angeles. And
0: and you've even been invited to dance in Hawaii.
2: True. It's yeah.
1: true.
0: She's very elegant. If you would like to have the Maikei Gens perform at your next Hawaiian Luau event, you can email our producer, Gil Lamar, at judsproducer at gmail.com. And I hope we can um, come entertain. It is getting into Luau season. Holly, I need to ask you something. Do you go nuts for donuts?
2: Oh, I go nuts for donuts.
0: You do? Well, you're in treat. Look at this.
2: Hold
0: on. Aha. You see here the pink box before you.
2: Oh, I do. I know that pink box on I the lid
0: it. on the lid are the numbers one through six. Please pick one number Four. four. OK. Aha. You have picked the old fashioned maple. Here you oh, go.
2: Oh, yes. I wanted that one. <laughs> OK. Well, I'm so happy. <laughs>
0: OK. Well, hold on a second. There you go. There it is. Um, take a bite.
2: Right here, right now?
0: Yeah, take a bite. Oh, yes. And I you, love
2: this show. You <laughs> <laughs> Donuts!
0: What's not to love about Judd's Napa Valley show? You are sitting in Napa Valley, which is true. You're right here. You are now nibbling on an old-fashioned maple donut. What are you going to drink with that?
2: What? Beverage? Perhaps
0: a wine, being oh, well, in Napa Valley. a
2: wine with a maple donut. Oh, wow. Um... Yes, I would say maybe a crisp Sauvignon Blanc.
0: Yeah, crisp Sauvignon. What and what is it about that? Do you think the? Uh, well, I'm not going to put words in your mouth. It was what what will make the counterpoint to that maple? What?
2: Yeah, just something kind of light and crisp to go with. With this deliciousness in front of me and this maple donut, I Just, can see that. It sounds good to me. I don't know. I mean, it's. I think the nice citrus notes of a Sauvignon Blanc would really be a great counterpoint to this rich maple flavor going on in this donut.
0: Ooh. Okay. Well, save part of that donut because after this, <laughs> I I want to try some. That was that was the only maple donut in there. We'll go down. And we'll uh, open some Sauvignon Blanc.
2: Ooh, sounds good. Sounds good?
0: Great. All right, Holly, it is now time. You've heard this show before.
2: Yes, I have. I'm We're, a fan.
0: <laughs> thank you. We're going to find out a little bit more about Holly through Mad Libs.
2: Oh, yes.
0: Yes. Yeah, so. I was
2: hoping you would do the Mad Libs on me. Okay. Oh, I'm excited. Sure.
0: Why, why would I leave you out of the zaniness? <laughs> so here's what I need you to do. I need you to give me a noun
2: Trash compactor.
0: Trash compactor. Okay. How about a geographic location? How
2: about that old quicksand pit?
0: That <laughs> what?
2: I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't sleep much last night. I was having funny dreams. That
0: old quicksand pit. Okay. Um, a plural noun.
2: A plural noun. Oh, my gosh. I should know th- these off the top of my head. I've been watching a lot of Schoolhouse Rock lately. Um, how about howler monkeys?
0: <laughs> howler monkeys?
2: <laughs> I just finished reading a book about zoos. so
0: Okay, howler monkeys. Um, we need another noun.
2: Oh, boy. A noun's a person, place, or thing. How about a luncheonette?
0: Luncheonette. Oh, wow. I remember in St. Helena growing up there, there was a luncheonette at... Um, at New Way Drugs, a little lunch counter in the back oh, nice. uh, brings back memories. Okay, luncheonette. Uh, let's see. We need now another noun.
2: Another noun. Well, it's springtime, and I've been out in the garden a lot. How about a garden tool?
0: Garden tool is your noun? Yeah. Garden tool. Yeah. Okay. Garden, garden tool. Um, a year. This could be oh, any God. year, past, present, Future. Probably not present. Let's how
2: about 1910?
0: Nineteen ten. Okay. Going back a little ways. Nineteen ten. And last one, a geographic location anywhere in the world that you can possibly oh, think of.
2: Man. How about just east of Rancho Cucamonga? <laughs> <laughs>
0: just east of Rancho Cucamonga?
2: You got it.
0: Okay. All right. I've got it in. So now, Holly, this is your bio taken straight off of the judshill.com website.
1: Oh, boy. When you click on,
0: I'm not sure what you click on, family, I think. Learn about the family at judshill.com. This is your bio in Mad Libs, written by you. I'm ready. Here we go. Holly Finkelstein is the chief executive officer for Hill, a premium boutique trash compactor. (laughs) Located in that old quicksand pit. <laughs> Besides running the day to day operations for her family's winery and microcrush custom winemaking business, Holly is one of the youngest howler monkeys in the country.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Holly's one of the youngest howler monkeys in the country running a winery. Holly has an MBA from the Peter Drucker Graduate Luncheonette of Management. <laughs> Before, one. yeah, I like that too. It's cute. Before falling in love with wine and her garden tool, winemaker Jud Finkelstein,
2: <laughs> <laughs> I want to use that.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'll be your I'll be your garden tool. Uh, so before she fell in love with that garden tool, uh, Holly served as the program officer of Steven Spielberg's Righteous Persons Foundation, a philanthropic fund based in Los Angeles. In 1910, Holly was named one of the 40 under 40 business leaders. <laughs> oh,
2: God. How old does that make
0: <laughs> <laughs> You can do the math. Uh, she was, in 1910, Holly was named one of the 40 under 40 business leaders by the North Bay Business Journal. Holly is also active in many nonprofit organizations supporting the community of just east of Rancho Cucamonga. Oh,
2: awesome. <laughs> Awesome. That's
0: a great bio. I'd, I'd hire you.
2: Thank you. You're welcome. You did.
0: Oh. <laughs> or it might have been vice no, versa. You're the boss. You. I think oh. you're keeping me on. Thank you. So we're getting towards the end of the show here. Are there any last thoughts you'd like to leave folks about Napa Valley, eating, drinking, having fun, your life, visiting?
2: Wow. Well, first I'd like to thank you, really, you with your Rolodex uh, chose to interview me so thanks it's really been an honor jed to be on your show this has and been
0: fun i wasn't expecting to have you sit down you know here and it's been great
2: thanks thanks well i just feel really lucky to live in such a obviously beautiful place but also to be a part of a community that really is generous and philanthropic and supports those in need and just lives life to the fullest
0: well, that's Napa Valley for you. It and is. And I, for one, am glad to have you here. Thank you. Thanks, Holly.
2: Thank you, Judd.
1: Judd's Napa, Napa Valley, Valley, Valley Show. Show.